Welcome to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Now put aside everything you think you know about business practices today and stay right here for the next hour as you're sure to find some surprises and wisdom to help you play the business game right. Now, here is your host, Peter Feinstein. Welcome to another edition, another episode of Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Every week we entertain, we inform, or at least we try to. I mean, I do my best and my guests actually make me look, well, like I should be a guest because they're that good, that much better than me. I just kind of sit here and look pretty, except, well, in radio, never mind. (laughs) So every week we entertain, we inform, we take a look at business and personal, and uh, we take a look and talk about the rules um, and how people use the rules in their lives on a day-to-day basis. And and what's really been interesting through this process Every single time we talk to somebody different about the rules they use, I find that, you know, they've had rules that they saw and they saw that they didn't actually fit, you know, the circumstance. It was square peg into a round hole. And so, you know, they began shaving that square peg down a little bit, um, bending the rules. And in a couple of instances, I've actually had guests who have said they flat out broke the rules, didn't break the law, but they broke the rules. And then they did the most peculiar and powerful thing. They rewrote them. And that's some of the stuff that uh, that we love talking about here because it's the feedback that I get from you that tells me it's like, that was really cool. So today's show is, I think, something along those lines, um, but it may be more, more uh, focused on the bending of a rules or an accommodation or um, – Analogy building is where we've got um, where we've got a sense of common commonness between two things, and um, I would tell you that today we're going to talk a little bit about how sports and real estate are really the same game. So it may sound like there are different rules for both, but we're going to talk more about how they really aren't that way. Um, After spending years in dugouts, locker rooms, and practice fields, my guest this week reveals that in truth, sports and real estate are really the same game. Already in his second appearance as a guest on Business Rules, Steve Russell, real estate guru, has a depth of experience in sports and real estate that literally qualifies him as an expert in both. Join me as we unearth the similarities between professional sports and being a real estate professional. Steve is uh, top of the game on that. And, um, you know, just to give you a quick, um, a quick redo on, uh, on Steve's uh, biographical and background information, um, Steve's been selling real estate in Arizona since 2007, so he's been at this 10 years here. And after selling, um, after initially selling commercial real estate, Steve made the switch to residential real estate in 2009, where his early success earned him the honor of being Keller Williams, Arizona's Realty Rookie Agent of the Year in 2010. That's some pretty cool stuff because there are several thousand uh, realtors in uh, the Keller Williams system alone, never mind in Arizona. Steve is a Minnesota native and um, has remained a top 20 agent in his office while helping his clients from across the country buy and sell millions of dollars in investment properties, land, 
retirement homes, and primary residences. Prior to his real estate career, and this is where we get that connection between sports and real estate, Steve had a successful sports and news broadcasting career where he earned two Television Emmy Awards for his work. When he's not selling real estate, the Michigan State alum practices yoga, plays golf, does Orange Theory Fitness, hikes, runs, and passionately cheers for his Minnesota sports teams. He actually laid down a prediction this morning during breakfast. He told me that he thought at least one of the teams was going to make for a first-time home team win of the Super Bowl. And I'm not going to tell you, you're going to have to search around to see where, in fact, that uh, that game is going to be held in order to get a sense of what Steve was talking about there. Steve, welcome. You know, let me take a look at here a second. I need to maybe <laughs> update this. Um, here's, that, here's a pen. <laughs> okay, first and foremost, uh, thank you for inviting me for a second appearance. I had an absolute blast the first time. So, cool, thank you. Uh, this will be just as painful. Um, number two, he folks, he spit up his water on that one. That was... That is a typo. I practice yogurt. Um, that is not yoga. I practice <laughs> yogurt. yogurt. All right. So I don't know where that yoga. No, I did yoga for a long time. And the the sweating, passing out, and I created a brand new pose called uh, crying fetal position, where I just laid on the mat and cried openly while wondering why I am doing this. So I, um, out of, I did yoga for a, a long time. Absolute fantastic practice for a number of reasons, but I am really now into Orange Theory Fitness. Orange but, Theory Fitness but, uh, and I, yogurt. And yogurt. <laughs> uh, we can discuss Dannon. You'll play at, <laughs> at, at an extension. But uh, no, so yes. I, what is yo play? Is that like Spanish and French together? <laughs> you play, yo, you play. play, I play, yo play. It, it, we're trying to bring people together there, Peter, oh, my with goodness. yogurt. <laughs> so enjoy. Well, you've, imagine me doing the cridal, crying fetal position. Yeah, you in know yoga what? studios everywhere. It gets hot. <laughs> that should say hot yoga. That have you if you've ever done that, that is it is an amazing practice how people go in there and do that. It is Um actually I, I, I know people who do that and miraculously come out alive. I don't know how they don't pass out. I'm surprised they don't come out with the help of a stretcher. Um, <laughs> that is how I usually came out of there, but uh, I got used to it, but it's a absolutely fantastic practice for the mind, for, for stretching, for relaxation, but also it's a great workout so overall. My, uh, my trainer um, was sharing with me this, uh, this practice called yin yoga. And most, most yoga is yan yoga. There's yin and yang. And this is yang yoga. Um, but what she shared with me was, was yin yoga. And this is completely off topic, but we're on the topic, so what the heck. Um, yin yoga is where you get into a position or a pose and you hold it with conscious breathing for three minutes. And so it's important that whatever pose you find, and obviously you can move within it, but, but you don't make a lot of different movements. You're just, you know, whatever that is, you're breathing in that move, in that position for three minutes. And I've done it a couple of times. And you know what? It's, um, it, is, it is really what challenging. What is that called again? It's called yin 
yoga. I have practiced yin for a while now. I do it for three hours on the couch <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon watching a football game. Does that count? I don't move for three hours watching sporting events. Is that something a little bit different? I, no, it sounds just like it. <laughs> okay. It's very similar. Three minutes, not impressive. Try doing three hours. That's now what you're describing is, <laughs> is yin yogurt. <laughs> I believe I believe it is an Eastern practice called couch potatoing. <laughs> I believe it's a very well-known practice around the world. Do you know how old the term couch potato is? The direction this conversation is going is fantastic. So continue <laughs> with your description of couch potatoing. Well, I I don't know how long, but I know that it. You know, I remember having that described to me so many years ago that. You know, a question comes to my mind. So, because it was like in my high school days. So, what were you like in high school? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm looking Here, up, let me, I'm get, looking let me at, get some water I'm and let me spit the, it out. I'm looking up the new, the new <clears throat> definition in the dictionary called Segway. Um, boy, let's see. What was I like in high school? That's a great question. Um, first thing I think of is I was, uh, and this helps for radio. I was extremely skinny. Uh, if you saw me now, I'm a little bit bigger, but uh, not I would, much. I would have to uh, stand in the shower sideways so I would not fall down the drain. Um, <laughs> standing there, I probably I came out of high school, 150 pounds, six feet tall. Yeah. So if I turn, you know, so if you turn sideways, I would gone. turn gone. But so I'd have to be full on so you could see me the whole time. I actually was. Um, truth be told, I was a horrible student. I struggled with academics, struggled with reading, something uh, I got uh, much better at is the enjoyment of reading. I can actually read, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't go there. Um, and I was, a, I was very active sports-wise. I played a number of sports. Uh -huh. I, um, I briefly played football until, what's that aspect of football that came in? Oh, yeah, tackling. <laughs> um, that did not work well for me at 150 pounds, but... Uh, Avid uh, cross country runner. And, really? Uh, avid. Love and track and basketball. I ran cross country in high school. Did you? I did. And I was I was so bad that they created a new category for me. Slowest in state. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> no, actually that only applied to the first two races. Then I got faster and better. You know, the uh, you know you're not doing well when you when you get to the finish line and the actual finish line is gone. Yeah. Yeah, and every, there's nobody left except the people that were there they send a search party out <clears throat> for you at that point. Almost had that happen once. <laughs> I actually I I actually ran pretty well and um, I went to uh, two Division three schools and they talked to me about actually coming to that school. Of course now at Division three level you don't get a scholarship but they encouraged me to uh, go to school there and walk on to their cross country team. So uh, but pretty cool. Uh, yeah I was I was yeah I was hardly the Usain Bolt type but um, <sighs> but anyway so but basketball uh, was my thing. I played a lot of sports um, that when I think back in high school I was uh, and I wouldn't say I was the class clown, but I made everybody laugh. I, I was uh, the guy that made everybody laugh, probably because I didn't want anyone to beat me up. So to avoid getting beat up, I would make you laugh. So you would forget about why 
you wanted to uh, pick on the skinny kid. And so see, there you go. And see, I was a wise guy and periodically got beaten up. And being one of the smallest kids in school. Easy target. Oh, my gosh. It's like I had a bullseye literally painted on every single one of my shirts. And those weren't even the ones that I purposely bought that had the bullseye on them. <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> fashion sense you had in high school. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. What a disaster that was. But that, that was. I, I was, uh, yeah, I, I, I you know, had a great time growing up in St. Paul, Minnesota, played everything possible. You know, growing up in Minnesota, we've got snow, obviously, in the wintertime. So I played, um, I was kind of too small for hockey, but I played a lot of boot hockey. Uh-huh. I uh, learned how to skate. But, um, yeah, I was your typical kid. Uh, I would think that just, but I, uh, that was my big thing, playing uh, sports, which actually helped me a lot uh, g- growing up. Just learn how to play w- well with others learn teamwork sure and uh i have always you know thought for for parents um if it's the direction they want to go and always encourage your kids to play sports because not only is it great exercise but you develop great friendships i have lasting friendships from those days in high school because i played sports plus you learn how to work well with others you sure work, i mean i just so which is critical in real estate and trying to you know develop uh, relationships and kind of you know, you're working with people you don't know, like, hey, the the goal is to win this game. So let's, you know, let's figure out how the five of us on a, on a floor in yep. basketball, Yep. how do we work together to beat the other team? And cool. so that's a big part of it. Yep, that's uh, that's 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 spot on. When we uh, when we come out of this uh, this break that we're coming up to, um, we're going to talk a little bit about passion and sports and um, and. I guess play connect the dots a little bit from uh, from uh, passion sports to broadcasting, and and then we'll travel back and forth between broadcasting and real estate, and kind of uh, kind of make those connections along the way. This podcast got a lot longer because I can discuss at length that connection. <laughs> the, the dots will go on forever. That so. sounds good to me. We'll be back in two minutes. Grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and uh, and we'll see you in two. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. My guest this week is Steve Russell. And, um, you know, he's been a sports guy. He's been a broadcasting guy. He's been real estate. And actually, he's real estate right now. And um, as we came out of the first segment, we talked about uh, coming back here and talking a little, about, little bit about passion and sports and real estate and connecting all the dots. So, um, you know, in listening to you talk about uh, your experience in sports um, in high school and beyond, um, I could, I mean, and, and learning how to work with others and connecting that to real estate in terms of, you know, the end game is is to win. So what do we need to do to work together? I hear passion there. Um, and, uh, and what I love about that is that um, passion seems to um, remove obstacles that, um, that indifference, um, apathy seem to present. Um, or even some elements of negativity where it's like, no, we can't. You know, passion to me says, yes, I can. And, and let's talk about how we do that. Um, so, you know, what was the passion that led you to broadcasting? Because honestly, getting behind a microphone when I was, you know, in, in high school and then in college, actually in mostly college, was something where it was like, Oh my gosh, that's so scary, but I so wanted to do it. Tell me about yours. It started out as a kid. Um, this is going to sound uh, sketchy to begin with, so just I'm going to throw the disclaimer out there. Uh, we, I think uh, we discussed this uh, the last time you and I talked about uh, my Uncle Tim. Yep. A uh, longtime broadcaster for uh, one of the largest AM affiliates in the Twin Cities, uh, WCCO 830. Yep. And uh, big in broadcasting, and as kids, and there is still film to prove this, uh, my uncle and his wife, my Aunt Judy, would film us, uh, me and my brother and sister. And uh, so just don't let the imagination run wild when you hear adults filming children, but <laughs> they, we would come over on the holidays, and we would put together skits, 
And so I think my interest and my lack of fear of getting in front of a camera or a microphone was gone instantly. Also, listening to my uncle perform on as a talk show host for years and being one of the biggest talk show hosts in the Twin Cities, I thought it was fascinating that he captured <laughs> hundreds, I mean, and thousands and thousands of people around the state, and I thought that would be fun. So I, uh, so I was playing sports, but uh, I knew I did not have a future in uh, college basketball. We can get to that in a second. But what I did enjoy... Every morning, um, starting when I was, oh boy, 10 years old, hmm. I would break out the Minneapolis Star Tribune sports page or the St. Paul Pioneer Press sports page. Uh -huh. Now, the first thing you would think of is, well, you read stats. You want to look at the number of touchdowns thrown, RBI, stolen bases, ERA, things like that. No, I read the transactions. I read about players. I would read about who the players were what sports they played. I knew names. I couldn't tell you stats, but I knew names. I knew uh, the only stats I would know would be their jersey number. I knew that, uh, you know, Wayne Gretzky grew up in this town, small town in Canada, and he played on this team. Uh, I want to say the Brent Bamford team, and then he went to the Oilers, and he was one, of, and he has, he had nine MVP titles, but I have no idea how many goals he 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 got, but I just I would read about the player and where they came from and what teams they played, for, what college. Later on in life, a, a game I would play with guys in college, I could tell you every college every NBA player went to that year that they were drafted. Oh my gosh! I would have the ability, and please, Peter, don't test me now. <laughs> when I was in college, I knew every national championship college men's college basketball champion from the 1979 the Michigan State Spartans who beat the Indiana State Cyclones, the great Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird, yeah, all the way up to the, at the time, the 1993 North Carolina Tar Heels. They beat the Michigan Wolverines, Michigan Wolverines with the Fab Five. I can't tell you the stats of Chris Webber sure. or Jalen Rose, but I knew where they went to high school right. before they went off. So. That was my passion. I'm getting off on a tangent here. So I would read the paper and know everything about every team. I wouldn't know stats, but I knew information. And that, and I stuck with that. And that got me in, into sports because I had a passion to learn about who they were, where they came from, why they played the game they played. So you take that passion and what must be something pretty close to a photographic memory in some regard for things that are that are really high interest and high desire for you and you get into sports broadcasting and so you get on the flip side of everything that you've been doing up to that point because you've been um, you know playing sports or reading about it you know you've been you know the subject of play-by-play -play announcers or intramural sports mm -hmm. or or whatever it is and then you get behind the mic or in front of the camera as the interviewer and what did you think i mean you know give give me your impressions of that whole thing and uh, and and tell me you know well talk about it imagine you are literally there's a book that is out that was i read years ago about do what you love and the money will follow. And mm -hmm. imagine literally talking about your passion every for a job. 
covering your passion for a job, everything you love to do. I would literally look at, at an audience. My first job in broadcasting was what we're doing now, or behind the microphone, radio. Yep. And then my, and then I went on to television. But imagine every day talking about the sports you love to talk about, the teams, the players, and you would talk about it for four minutes a day. And then you would go out and follow it eight hours a day, and you would be there. And there was, I just, it was a dream come true. So every day I woke up and got to do exactly what I wanted to do, have something in the sports world. And I would take that passion, and you would go interview someone, and you would bring up, I would meet, for example, um, a, the, an old uh, for a professional basketball league called the CBA, mm -hmm. the Continental Basketball Association. I remember it. Big in the 80s and 90s. Yep. And then there was a team in the first market I ever worked in, Rapid City, South Dakota. Oh, my goodness, yes. I mean, don't get jealous. It's a huge market. <laughs> and they had a team there called the Rapid City Thrillers. And the players on that team were former NBA guys who were looking for one last shot of glory, or they're winding on their careers, but we're looking for that last paycheck. And I would know these guys because I would follow college basketball. So I would, when I would interview these guys, I would bring up past games, past teammates, past coaches, and they would look at me like, how do you know that stuff? But it was a, it was a great benefit, and knowing that stuff gave me credibility, that you actually, truly, you're just not a guy, a talking head, yeah. getting some notes about someone. Uh, for example, a uh, quick side story. The, I'm not sure if you know the name Bo Kimball. He played oh, yeah. for Loyola Marymount University <clears throat> in the late 90s, and he lost a teammate uh, during a game by the name of Hank Gathers, who uh, passed away of a heart condition. Mm. Very famous uh, player. And the first time Loyola Marymount played a, the NCAA basketball tournament game after Hank's uh, unfortunate passing, uh, Bo Kimball shot a left-handed free throw like his good friend Hank did. Fast forward to three years later, four years later, I'm interviewing him as a member of the Rapid City Thrillers. I bring that up. I bring up his head coach, and he, I earned instant credibility because I knew the background. I knew he was from Philadelphia. I knew where he went to high school, so more engaging. So my passion made me look, and I say look, more credible as a sportscaster, but it was great to talk, to, and I was honored and thrilled to be talking to these athletes I used to follow in television, papers, things like that. So you had the passion for sports, and you did, um, you did beautiful, connective things that earned people's trust, and, um, and rightfully so, because it's something where, you know, knowing facts and figures and just whipping them out is different. Than, um, than having a sensibility of it and understanding the context in which all of that stuff matters. And, uh, and, and that's what I hear in that. So you bring that to sports, and then you're in real estate. So, you know, give us, give us some insight um, on that and the passion that, you know, that, you, that you've expressed about sports for real estate. When you and I last spoke, I think we, you, we talked about, you know, what are some of the things I do to, you know, get business. And one of my biggest things that I do to generate uh, leads, I do open houses. And obviously, I think a lot of people have seen open houses here in the Arizona. You drive home, drive around the neighborhood on a, on a weekend, you see something, an open house sign, real estate, walk on in, come find, you know, take a look at the house. Um, if you're looking for real estate, looking for a new home. So I would be holding open houses. I've done it for 10 years now. 
And so the, the reason I do it is because someone comes in, they're thinking about buying a home, they don't have a real estate agent, I try to make that instant connection. Maybe we could work together to help you either buy or sell a home down the line. What I would do, someone would walk in with a, a most likely a golf shirt or any kind of apparel or baseball cap, and it has a college or sports team on their hat or on their shirt. And I would see it and I would make an instant connection to say something in reference to that team that they are wearing. For example, and usually it would be in a joke which would catch their eyes. For example, I would see something here, someone wearing an Arizona State Sun Devil shirt. And I would make an instant connection go, you know what? You know what's a great team is the University of Arizona. Gotta love those Wildcats. <laughs> I mean, that basketball team, Sean Miller's doing an absolutely fantastic job. Their neck would snap so fast and look at me, it would be like a tree falling. It would be this giant crack. crack. And that's like, is that your neck? Because you realize it. And they would see, like, how, wait, why are you talking about U of A? And I would look go like this, as, and I would make a reference to my own shirt. And they go, oh, my gosh. So uh, one of my closest friends, he had, a, he had a University of Indiana shirt. I would bring up IU. And so we started talking Big Ten's athletics. And it got to the point where his wife said, you guys just want to go somewhere and have a beer? Uh, we need to talk real estate. So that would be my instant connection, that sports connection right away. So I have an incredible knack of taking, looking at any shirt someone's having, wearing with sports apparel and get a conversation starter based on ex just on what they're wearing. And I would have new agents come with me on open houses. They would look at me, how do you do that? How did you know they would respond to that? It's like sports background. Yeah. So... That's cool. That's that's great. And you know what? It's something where it again, I mean, it what you end up doing is you get yourself inserted into their internal conversation without them or you necessarily even realizing it. And and you make that connection. And it's something where it literally it pries open whatever closed mindedness there is because there there is that there is that mentality and there is that passion and association when we come back because we're already at the second break we're going to talk a little bit more about how broadcasting has helped steve with his real estate career sit tight and realize that it's only going to be two minutes till we're back talking with you again up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800 
800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. This week's guest Steve Russell, and he's been in broadcasting. He's been in sports and now real estate here in Arizona. We were talking about um, uh, the passion of broadcasting and how that helped him in real estate. And Steve was telling us some really cool things that he does. Um, and we, uh, we promised that uh, we would get Steve to tell us a little bit more about how broadcasting has helped him in his real estate career. Um, and we'll do that. But before we do that, I want Steve to tell uh, you where you can find him um, online, whether it's social media or it's um, a website, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but I'll leave it to Steve to tell us. <laughs> a couple places you can find me. That, that was, wow. Here we go. Uh, a couple of places that you can find me. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, you can find me on my website, uh, Steve Russell's azhomes.com. And uh, just clarification, Steve Russell is spelled with two S's and two L's. I can't tell you a no- number of times I see just one L on there, but that it's two L's. Um, Facebook is pretty easy. Just look up Steve Russell and look up Steve Russell is my Scottsdale, Arizona realtor. Uh, that is me on Facebook. Steve Russell is my Scottsdale, Arizona realtor. And you can find me on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. And you can once again find me under Steve Russell, Scottsdale Real Estate. So that's a couple of things. I have to tell you, I just signed up for Twitter. And I'm ah. learning that. And I, I'll be honest with you, I don't even know what my Twitter account is. My brother put it, we, we were together, and he's got me on Twitter. And I have not found a better way to waste time in the day <laughs> than go through the Twitter feed. Oh, my gosh. But I will update you when I actually get a Twitter account, which I would like to list, um, uh, put on all the homes I'm selling and things that I'm doing. But for now, it is simply Twitter. And I just read the feed. <laughs> and the things people post are absolutely hysterical. But uh, the best way to find me is, um, is uh, Steve Russell is my Scottsdale realtor on Facebook. And I would love to hear from you. Any questions, any any thoughts you have on real estate, any anything I can help you with, I'd be flattered to hear from you. Yeah, that's that's great. And um, Twitter is a is is an interesting animal. 
Um, it really is. We uh, we use it corporately at Higher Power Marketing. We use it a lot. We have several tens of thousands of followers, and it's ridiculous the volume of stuff in my news feed. And I, I flip through it, and you know I I give it about thirty seconds, and after that I realize it's like there is no way for me to ever read even the smallest percentage of what it is that is coming across. So I should just close it and go away. And that's what I do because it's like, otherwise like, oh my gosh, I could spend 16 hours and still not read at all. And I have learned quickly that uh, in the feed, I, have, I am, quote, following people that I had no idea I was following. And Oops. so I, <laughs> I, un, I instantly unfollow them. So I thin out the herd every single day. And I will... I am right with you. I will look for about five or ten minutes, you know, waiting for an appointment. And the people I'm yeah. following, it's great info. Sure. I, I, it, go figure. I read a lot of sports Twitter. I read yeah. a lot of guys <laughs> who are still media types with updates on coach searches and people hiring new coaches in college and who's going to get fired in the pros. And I'm still very much look, you know, look into the what's going on in sports, even though I'm now very much in real estate. But that's what I do look at Twitter to see who's looking to be fired, look who's going to be hired. And I look up politics. I look to see what's going on in politics. But yes, I'm right with you. About five minutes, I'm like, that's it. I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm going to shut it down now. And please put it down and walk away. (laughs) Step away from the 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 feed. So we were talking about broadcasting and um, and um, you know the passion and uh, and the things that that you do um, in real estate that uh, that are so connective. Um, if you were to take a look at your broadcasting career and real estate career, what would you say has uh, been the biggest benefit, or um, maybe? Um, Gosh, I guess, you know, how has broadcasting helped you with your real estate career? You just said it, uh, benefit. When you are in broadcasting, your job is to go out and find the news, there, whether it's sports or news. And what that means is in television, uh, you just can't come back and tell people, I heard this. Your job is to get an interview, an on-camera interview. And what that requires, maybe about 25% of the time, is to make people feel comfortable enough to go on television, to go on camera. Now, being on camera can be very daunting, very scary, wondering yeah. what you're going to look like, what am I going to, what am I going to say, am I going to sound intelligent, and that's my job to make you feel comfortable. So I had a number of times, both you know, in, both in sports and news, uh, to make fee- people feel comfortable enough to go on television. Sure. So, uh, so translating that to real estate, I had to make people comfortable on two levels: working with me and making the biggest investment you may ever make in your life. Sure. Buying a home. So people may not be too comfortable. Should I buy a home or not? It's my job to make you feel comfortable enough to do this. And so I would take my background of making people feel comfortable going on TV and use the very same skill set <clears throat> to encourage people. It's going to be okay. And, and it's going to be okay to work in with me. Just 
you just have faith in me and 9.99 times out of 10, they would come away with, you know what? I'm glad I worked with you because everything you said you did. And one of the, but the first thing that you have to do, especially we talked about the open house segment. Yeah. We talked about the fact you're coming in. I make you laugh. I, we draw that connection because we're going to be in the car for at least two months looking for homes. We can't just talk real estate the entire time. Let's talk about, yeah. about your favorite sports team. Let's talk about your college alma mater. I can do that. And we can have a, a rapport back and forth. But at the same time, hey, let's get serious. This is the house. There are the pros and cons, which I clearly can do being in real estate for that long. But yeah. it's the making people people feel comfortable that, especially people from out of town, I get a so many people from out of town buying their first house in Arizona. Oh, yeah. They're coming from the East Coast, Northwest, Midwest. Yep. Completely different animal. Sure. I mean, down here, my basic thought is, look, it is very easy to buy a house in Arizona. Let me simplify it for you. And I simplify it for them on their level. Yes, I throw in a couple of, of sports analogies. When we're down to the final, you know, after the appraisal, I'll say, or after the inspection period, I'm like, hey, we're on the 10-yard line. We're in the red zone. We've got about we've got a ten yards to go. Then we're going to score a touchdown. Translation: the house is yours. At the signing, <clears throat> when you go to the title company to do the final signing, you're on the goal line. Yep. And then we do the final walkthrough. That's pretty much the goal line as well. Done. Or hey, you're rounding third. Yep. You're heading for home. You've just hit a home run. Based so that's when I had bring that up at the initial consultation. I is the making you feel comfortable right away. Throwing some sports analogies. Oh. I get it. It's like, well, what is this? That's actually, this is the opening kickoff. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. And so what's, where are we now? We're at halftime. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're in the third quarter. All right. Running. So, but I'm never saying, by the way, we're in the uh, fourth quarter. We're down by six touchdowns and <laughs> two minutes to go. That's where we are in our real estate process. Good luck with that. No, <laughs> yeah. we are always winning by at least six touchdowns. And we're about to pick up the national championship because you've just bought the house you really wanted to buy the entire time. Cool. That's uh, so you're right. Sports analogies are nowhere <laughs> near me whatsoever. <laughs> Nothing whatsoever but to help really in real estate. A, but I'm glad you brought it up. It's a really good way to simplify it. Of just like, well, yeah. What is this? What is this? What is this? Yeah, it's relatable. And and there's the and, word. And, yeah, and because it, it it cuts across whatever whatever. Um, and now I'm not talking about politics, but whatever prejudices people have or whatever conversations they have going on in their head, you're able to cut through it and make things um, very relatable. Something you said um, in, uh, in the context of broadcasting and your job was to go out and get the news or, you know, find the news. Um, I got to believe that your experience there somehow or another helps you in finding new clients here. So, I mean, what's the correlation between the two? Because, you know, it's like, yeah, you're uncovering news, you're following up leads. Tell me about real estate. The, the correlation there is, is being on the phone. Uh, going back to sports and calling a couple coaches, calling a couple of uh, administrators, calling people, athletic directors, uh, coaches, players, and ask them questions. Hey, uh, what's going on up there? What you know? Is there anything? Any kind of changes? Um, 
I heard this, you know, is there any truth to this? What's going on? Any new developments? And they're like, yeah, actually, you know, this is going on. You may want to call this guy, actually follow up with this guy. So I call past clients. Hey, who's moving the town? Uh, who's moving? Uh, any of your friends talk real estate? Same thing. I'm, they, my past clients are my sources. Past coaches, uh, current head coaches are my sources. Sure. So I'm always looking for new sources. Translation, new clients in real estate, and I do the same thing. So it's on the phone, but it's very, uh, it's very casual, very inviting, very nonchalant, uh, very warm, no pressure. Um, you know, if you got anyone, and actually past coaches, I've I've interviewed. They've had a good experience with. I put them on TV. I, I told them exactly. There was no fake news. Uh, they told me this, <laughs> and I it cut it the exact way. They said, "Thank you for expressing my opinion. Didn't you didn't tweak it?" Yep. Uh, which I would never do. But then they that gives them uh, confidence. Like, hey, you're pretty good. You're a good journalist. Uh, you know what? I've got another story for you. You know what? You did a really good job helping me buy or sell this house. I've got a friend down the street looking to do the exact same thing. So. My job is always I want the head coach or the player or the athletic director to have a good experience with me because I, I promoted their school or promoted their team in the way I told them I would. And so they gave me more stories. My clients give me more new leads. So that's the easy correlation. But it's on the phone. It's developing a reputation to be very good at what you're doing. And because you, that's, it's all about the reputation and follow through because if I – if I made someone look good or if I gave them a great experience, hey, you, I want you to do the exact same thing for someone else. Yeah, and so if there was any question as to uh, the extent to which um, sports and real estate are really the same game, I think that we can probably um, kind of three-quarters of the way into the show put that to rest and really just kind of say, um, yeah. And that takes us actually to um, – to our next break. And um, what, I, uh, what I encourage you to do is maybe get another cup of coffee. Um, I don't know how many you've had today yet already, um, but I can tell you that, uh, that I'll be working on my next one uh, here in short order. Um, but I want to, uh, before we head to uh, the break, you know, I, I do want to give just you know, a little bit of a plug on my blog. Because every once in a while, it's, it's good to read what I think, even though it doesn't have anything to do with sports usually. But it almost always has to do with TV and media and advertising. And uh, you can find me at hpowermarketing.com forward slash blog. And uh, you can find, uh, find me on Facebook at Higher Power Marketing and Twitter at h. Power Marketing. Decided to drop off all the extra letters because it just didn't make a lot of sense. Stick around for two minutes and uh, be entertained by, uh, by a little bit of business doing that we'll do and come back for the, uh, for the big finale. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. What if you could save 55% or more on your TV advertising? 
We're Higher Power Marketing, and we can probably save you at least 55% on your TV ad buys. Don't believe me? That's okay. Just go to hpowermarketing.com and see and hear real success stories from real clients. Then ask us to show you how we can save you money too. Go to hpowermarketing.com. That's hpowermarketing.com. Exceptional media for less. That's hpowermarketing.com. If you think half of your company's advertising is working, but you're not sure which half, we can help. We're Higher Power Marketing, and we help our clients identify which advertising works and which is wasting their money. And then we fix what's broken so they can get more bang from their advertising buck. If you're not sure which half of your advertising is working, call Higher Power Marketing for help at 800-300-9124. That's 800-300-9124. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're tuned in to Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. Reach out to us with questions and comments at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or connect with Peter via email. The address is businessrules at hpowermarketing.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Business Rules. Another episode, another segment. And uh, my guest this week, Steve Russell, real estate agent, um, executive expert. Me, I'm Peter Feinstein, host of Business Rules with Peter Feinstein. So we were uh, we were talking about um, how real estate um, and broadcasting uh, kind of are simpatico, and uh, and Steve gave us just some amazingly relatable opportunities to to understand those connections. Um, what uh, what I want to find out, Steve, as we uh, as we kind of cruise through uh, this final segment, is in your experience, which sports are most similar to real estate? Boy, I mean, you've you've used a couple of of really powerful analogies already. I'm not going to drop any hints or or give you any pushes, but <laughs> that's a great question. Um... You know, I think uh, the best sport that would be, um, honestly, I would have to say football and basketball and hockey. And here's why. Um, hockey, really? Here's why. Well, is well, I would think as far as football, basketball, and hockey, I throw it out because you have definite time frames. First period, second period, third period. In basketball, first quarter, second quarter, halftime, sure. same thing. Yep. Um, I look at when I look at a, the real estate process, you have the first quarter, the second quarter, halftime, third quarter, and fourth quarter, and so 
And with basketball, football and basketball, there are definite strategies. There are definite um, play calls. And, and you know what? It, it, it is uh, when you're working with on the other side, you, if you're the buyer, you're working with the seller. It is not something that is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not advantageous, adversarial. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are going up against the seller and you are trying, and it's much like a football team, you're trying to put your team in the best position to win the game. And so, but uh, what I like to look at is obviously in this situation, both sides get what they want, but you strategize with, as the coach, I have my players and my players are the two people, that couple looking to buy the house and the other team on the other sideline, the head coach is the other agent mm-hmm. and they've got their players. And so it is, it is uh, a chess game. I don't know what they're going to try to do, but I know that I'm going to put my buyers in the best position and we will strategize in the first quarter how to do it, the second quarter. And, you know, the first quarter is usually the contract negotiations. Second quarter is usually um, the, uh, the inspection. Third quarter is determining what repairs are going to be made on the house, or if you're the seller, what repairs you're going to make on the house you're selling. Uh-huh. And the fourth quarter is pretty much the easiest quarter is looking to get the appraisal done, the loan done, and the final walkthrough. But the fourth quarter is pretty much... Uh, at the end of the game, you're up by three touchdowns, a minute left, you take a knee, get into victory formation. Sure. And that's what the buyers are thinking. They're, that's when the fourth quarter I'm planning ahead. Hey, here's a couple. Of, I know you're going to need that. You're going to need a landscaper. You're going to need a pool guy. But it is the first half of the game that is critical that determines if you're going to have a successful third and fourth quarter. But uh, unlike the game of football where you are trying to punish and kill the other side, although I've come across agents who have that attitude that they want to destroy me and my buyers, where I go, hey, we are not in a Roman gladiator situation. Let's let's strategize and work together. But, yeah, I I look at it that way, and I explain it as at that much as that much of hey the first quarter is finding the house and making an offer and so we get it under contract and there is obviously some strategy there but, sure but then you have the inspection and figure out what you're going to do there so that would be the best analogy but baseball please don't make it baseball because that becomes really long well but i kind of like baseball i because, knew you this was coming I mean, here we go um, i'll keep it really short i think our time is short <laughs> i think we're gonna i don't it actually need, is. i don't need to you, I'm, I'm looking at right. the timing on this i just keep think, this down to three outs as opposed yeah. to nine innings please. i was gonna say first three innings second three innings third three innings and you know home run third base whatever else but okay I can completely see. Give me one analogy. Give me one baseball analogy for real estate quickly. Where do you see, besides the innings, I gave you, where, where, what's the first three innings, second three? What do you see? We don't have time. Okay. So Fair enough. I, 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 will, I just, I, I, I like baseball. Fair enough. Yes, you do. But, I, but you had mentioned baseball in previous versions of it, so... I'll just leave it there. But I completely agree on the uh, the element of football, the timing and and the and the cadence and all of that without the you know the, without the head bashing. <laughs> Unlike baseball, I never put my clients to sleep. So in that way, in that sense. But um, have you guys have you worked with any sales professionals selling them stuff in real estate or or helping them buy in real estate? 
Yes. Yeah? Yes. How was that? Uh, yes. Um, we don't have time. You do. You've got two minutes. <laughs> uh, let me tell you a quick side. I will tell you someone I was not going to work with. I um, had a great experience with a Minnesota guy, and yeah. you'll love this. He is a New York Yankee fan. Wanted his nephew to work with me. I met his nephew briefly. He is a big-time sales guy in the state of Minnesota. Uh-huh. And he said... I will be doing all the negotiations on the house. Okay. I will negotiate the contract. And I said, you, you can't do it that way. It's like, you can tell me what to say, and then I will bring it to the other, to the listing agent <laughs> and the other side. No, no, no. I'm going to directly work. I think he wanted to work directly with the seller face-to-face. And I just told, <sighs> I told, my, I told my client, I said, I can't do it that way. But that was his sales approach. No, I'm a real good sales guy. I'm pretty sure you are, but I don't go to your job and tell you how to do your job. Don't come to my job. So, well, never mind the fact that it's probably not legal. <laughs> it, 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 probably yes, I, but I've never come across that he wanted to do negotiations as, as a sales guy. Um, but yes, I have had people come across and go, "Well, this is what I do in my experience," and I have been able to keep them at bay because yes, I they've asked me, "Well, what about this?" and I say, "Okay." I'm able to use my sports background and say, hey, listen, what if we did it this way? Let's let's figure out a, a medium, a middle, and then take it. So, yes, I've come across a couple of sales guys who thought they were, they knew the game, but I've kept them at bay and like, just let me do my job. Let me do my job. Positive, uh, positive story for for a sale, um, a rather a um, an ath, a professional athlete that you've that you've worked with, where it's been just like, wow, this was so amazing because the person completely got it. Yes, uh, I won't. I I will not give uh, his name, but uh, I actually have worked with two professional athletes here. Yeah, and uh, one of them was a runner-up Cy Young Award winner. Runner-up, he almost won it. Um, Retired, has uh-huh. a second home here in uh, Arizona, and uh, having my sports background was tremendously uh, helpful because we oh, talked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you really, exactly. But uh, very, very easygoing guy, pretty much said, you know what, uh, you know baseball, <laughs> I know baseball, you know real estate, and let me do my job. And so... Uh, he bought the place cash, and the best was when you buy a house cash here in Arizona, you need proof of funds. He sent me his proof of funds. I dropped seeing that many zeros <laughs> in his bank account. I just, it's I like, didn't, okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can afford it. But that was incredible. He sent me his proof of funds, and I stared at it like, oh, my goodness, I can't relate to that much money in one ba- bank account. It was phenomenal, but he had incredibly low key very nice you would never imagine he's he's that guy but he was a phenomenal client still a client to this day and uh, but yes it was a little I was a little awestruck when I met him and I realized who he was but he could not have been more easygoing low key and not a show me athlete very nice guy that's uh, that's so cool because that actually takes us to the end where we can actually finish where we started and help everybody understand that sports and real estate are really the same game. My thanks to Steve Russell, my guest for the day today, has been just tremendous. And, uh, and for you for listening to another episode of Business Rules with Peter Feinstein, I'll be back next week. I hope you are too. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning into Business Rules. 
Be sure to join Peter Feinstein for another enlightening program next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a winning week.